We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Shara sent a press release to Grow Lincoln and announced a couple of retailers down near South 48th and Nebraska Parkway at Center Place Mall. Um, the same owner has opened two stores, Right Fit Uniforms, which is Scrubs and Apparel, and that opened the first part of February, and Worry-Free Home Care, which opened, or which will open the first part of March. Well, Robin, this segment is possible today because of the Nebraska Grain Sorghum Board and Nebraska Prep Equipment, as well as our newest sponsor, Lower Platte South Natural Resource District. Nebraska Prep Equipment coming up on our show. They're going to be a guest and talk about trade shows and trends and restaurants. But we will also hear from Tabitha, which has um, embarked on a new construction project that's highly innovative. It combines housing for a couple different people groups. Really interesting. That will be later in the show. Great. Well, let's talk to our uh, guest in the studio at this time. Corey Hart from Nebraska Prep Equipment. Thanks for coming, Corey. Absolutely. Thanks for having Hi me. Hi there. How are you this Doing week? Well. This cold, snowy week. Boy, whoo. We see some sunshine, though. That's great. <laughs> you yeah. And you just got back from a sunshiny place. Um, the North American Association of Food Equipment Manufacturers. That was a trade show. Um, where was that held, and how many people went to that? So NAFM 2023 was held in Orlando, Florida this year at the Orange County Convention Center. Uh, which is roughly a 300,000 square foot facility, so very large. That just sounds blissful compared to what we've been through. <laughs> uh, we landed, it was 89 degrees, yes. so it was fantastic. <laughs> oh. uh, roughly about 200,000 attendees over the three-day period. What? Yes, 200,000 200, is what they anticipated for attendees. Oh, wow. Visited. Wow. Yeah, so well, that, that brings, who else attends there other than equipment people? So, you know, we've got dealers like ourselves that go down there, uh, seeing new trends, innovative equipment, meeting people that you've purchased equipment from for over years face-to-face. It's always good to see. There's also uh, manufacturer marketing reps that are there, people that uh, sell from the dealer level down to, or I'm sorry, up to the manufacturer level. Uh, also, key purchasing personnel for large chains restaurants, healthcare facilities, large schools, casinos, and then you even have your restaurateurs, convenience store owners, bar owners, that type of stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't necessarily think of that when you think of restaurant trade show but yes all of those schools and everything they, they, they need all need that your type similar of equipment, equipment. And, and deal in food anything that involves food was there i yeah. i can just imagine the kind of food samples you had <laughs> was that was that fun it was so surprisingly there wasn't as much food samples as one would think well bummer i know it was kind of bummer. but i did miss i did not miss too many samples so with that being said, a lot of it revolved around the rapid cooking, the high-speed ovens, you know, like the Subway-type ovens, if you mm-hmm. will, uh, just basically showing how showing you Showing off how fast. Exactly. How fast and how, how good the quality is at such a rapid rate. You know, like salmon on a cedar plank within minutes of putting it in the oven, from oven to table, it was just phenomenal and no flavor loss. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. So you yeah, think, you, you know, like you microwave. Always, you always think of it as there, there's a sacrifice there. You would think so, but 
as the world spins and we keep getting more and more into this technology, it's amazing how we can retain those flavors. So what's going on? I mean, I guess my my limited frame of reference is air fryers. I mean, what's going on technology-wise? Take kind of that air fryer slash convection oven and blend it together, and that's kind of what we're getting here. We're moving that air so fast inside these chambers to get an even, quick cook. Yeah. So that's that's the key. Um, the, what trends did you notice at the trade show that might change what restaurants look like in the next few years? You know, the kinds of food that they cook, the methods that they use. Absolutely. So back to that rapid cook oven, that was probably one of the most common things. The number one. Yeah, because as we, you know, as we keep going and going, everyone wants something quick, faster, quick, faster, quick, quicker, yeah. quickest possible. You can't so, lose with faster, faster. Yeah, absolutely. But. You know, like Dave just said, you don't want to lose that the quality of that item. So if we can, again, cook that, retain the taste, retain the quality at a rapid rate, that's where kind of we see the this equipment going. Um, also, combi, combi ovens, that's a, uh, basically a steamer and a convection oven blended together. And that also can do smoking, frying. So you're eliminating all these extra components you would need in your kitchen. Obviously, the purchase price is a little bit higher, but you're eliminating these extra pieces, thus more square footage in the kitchen that you have available for other stuff. Right. Uh, another thing we've seen was a lot of robotics. I was amazed oh, at how much robotics was take, It was there. Uh, we spoke, I believe, a couple months ago about the robots that would run plates from the kitchen with food to the tables for the guests. There was a lot of manufacturers there. And surprisingly, I had asked one of the guys about $1,000 a month for a lease on one of them, huh. which sounds like a lot, but believe it or not, I was kind of surprised at how cheap that really was. You're eliminating that extra body. You are paying it instead of a person, yeah. And then, and and, and the equipment usually shows up. Correct. It's yeah. always it's there, twenty four seven. Yeah. Yes, and no injuries. Yeah. Right. So that's no another worker, no workers comp. Correct. All the all the extra stuff that goes along with employees. Yeah. And yeah. We, we never want to eliminate that human no. aspect of it. No. But if we can help ease the burden of the employee shortages right. in these facilities. That's that's kind of where we're going here. Um, another thing I was really blown away with is complete humanless robotic pizzerias. There's literally robotic arms that could do everything. They can uh, 30, I'm sorry, 50 pizzas an hour, 35 choices of topping and cheeses, five dough types, and several different types of sauces. Not only that, it'll slice the pizza for you in the box. There is zero human intervention. Oh, how fun. That would be so fun to see. Huh. It was it was something to see for sure. Oh, good for you. Well, you know, you probably have basic things that you sell to every restaurant in Lincoln, but there's got to be something that you're like, I have got to convince someone to buy this. This is so cool. What would be your number one? I really would it like be the pizza. I, it is, but I, that's a very large upfront purchase price. Yeah. Uh, I do. I think... We'll start seeing more and more of the robot table runners. Okay. Just really? like when you go to some of the larger big box stores, they have the robot floor scrubbers. Mm-hmm. So we're already acclimated to that. Let's just put it in. Sort the, of. In, <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> yeah. We're getting more and more acclimated to it. Right. So if we can see that in the dining atmosphere, I, I think we'll be acceptable. Oh, how interesting. Oh, oh. Um, there, there is talk of banning gas stoves in residential homes. Do they talk about green issues at this show? So I didn't really hear anything as far as gas banning for commercial stuff. I have heard the talk about the residential stuff. But one thing I did pay attention to was there's a lot of manufacturers in the cooking appliances offering electric alternatives. Electric alternatives instead of gas. Instead of the gas. Yeah. Which is nice also because 
then you can use it moving around in your kitchen and not have to worry about having that gas supply readily, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, the gas hookup readily Mm -hmm. available for that piece of equipment. Uh, Another thing that we see kind of trending and more popular is the Energy Star rated commercial appliances. That goes from anything from refrigeration, ice machines, dish machines, and a lot of states are actually offering rebates when you purchase commercial equipment that's Energy Star rated. Oh. Oh, really? Yes. So, wow, that's good for our restaurant tenants to know. I, I searched Nebraska's website, and I did not find any rebates, but on the Nebraska Department of Environment and Energy's website, there is a low-interest loan option if you buy Energy Star-rated appliances. So something that people Good can look into. Stuff. Uh, while we are running out of time, this is absolutely fascinating. Corey, if someone wants to buy a robot for their kitchen, how do they get a hold of you? They can reach us at 402-882-5585 or com. Fascinating stuff. Coming up, coming up next, prioritizing service in a tight labor market. We'll talk to one of the biggest heating and um, plumbing companies in Lincoln about that. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Stacy Warwick Kossabom messaged us on our Facebook page and asked, do you know what's going in at the old four-star gifts at 56th and Old Cheney Road? That is O'Reilly's Auto Parts moving in at 5500 Old Cheney, where four-star used to be. Yes, it is. And they're moving right along uh, at that location. Any idea when they're going to be open yet? Are they almost there? Well, they're they're getting pretty close. Pretty they're, close. Sh- they're shelving in the store right now. Uh, they're just trying to do a little bit of the minor wiring that they have in those uh, sort of facilities, and they will probably start stocking fairly soon. Uh, a lot, their lots of auto a- aftermarket coming into Lincoln. So, hey, this segment is possible today because of Service Master Professional Building Maintenance and University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business. It's also possible because of John Henry's Plumbing. They are one of the sponsors that help us bring business and economic development um, news to the show. Um, And we want to thank Brandon from John Henry's for being here today. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. We wanted to talk to you about prioritizing service when it's a tight labor market or there's lots of city emergencies going on. I bet you had some of those this last week with all the cold, didn't you? Oh, of course. It just happens with the snow coming in and everything so well you've got a pretty large operation here in lincoln how many employees work at john henry's plumbing so john henry's currently employs i think it's about 140 full-time employees wow yeah and then probably some part-time people too some here and there yep yeah um and does this mean you are up there as far as one of the biggest plumbing and heating companies in lincoln absolutely as far as hvac and plumbing goes we are the largest in Lincoln. the largest good for you Okay, so since you're the largest, that probably means you can always handle every emergency all the time, mm-hmm. quickly, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> Do you ever have crunch days? <laughs> we do. We do. We get peak season. You know, it's coming, kind of coming up on that here. We're going to start getting that. But our dispatchers do a great job at keeping us busy and, and uh, prioritizing our customers and everything like that. So There probably are times when there's overload. So what do you do? When they're all coming in at the same time, somebody's sick with COVID, you know, those kinds of things. What do you do? Right. So with our customers, we always give them 24 hours guaranteed priority service in case something does break down. We do have the option. It comes with each of our membership plans that is included in that. So something breaks down, no matter 
when it's called in, we will be out to your house within 24 hours if you. So if you're membership. a member, yeah, yes. why don't you, you, get, you, why don't you explain, yeah, explain your the member plan. part of it? Yeah, so our membership plans. It's a biannual service. We come out to your house twice a year. Once for a checkup of the air conditioning. Once for a checkup of the furnace. Uh, we kind of go over the entire system, check over basic electrical parts and components, uh, just kind of clean up the system, make sure it's going to be operational and functional for the, the coming season that it's going to be. Um, each of those comes with, like I said, the biannual service, guaranteed 24 hours priority, um, re reduced labor costs, and um, and parts as well. It's a so. little bit of a discount, and <laughs> they get to you first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. nice. That's helpful. Yeah, I, I think people don't always understand the membership thing. They probably think more about, oh, I'll save a little money, but they may not think about the fact that, if there's some prioritizing that has to be done, that that membership will give them first placement. They, I bet they don't always think about that part. And I can also say that you will see on some of our commercial leases that there is a requirement that they have service agreements for their HVAC in particular uh, so that the unit will last longer i mean and that's kind of the goal is it yeah exactly that's part of these membership plans is here to uh try and find those problems before they kind of come up so not only are we saving you your time and your money but um also just that window where we won't you won't have to be going without heating and cooling or plumbing for that matter as well we also pl offer plumbing memberships um for extended amounts of time if we're you know backed up like you were saying we have those in case you know those um Mem those memberships to be able to find those issues before. Yeah, in the commercial, that's a good point. You may not have thought about a membership in plumbing for your small commercial building that you just bought. Mm -hmm. You know, you might think of it for your heating and air conditioning, but you may not think about it for the bathrooms, and that's really a good idea. Exactly. It kind of so. keeps water from going all over the place, and then also, obviously, the heating and cooling side, that's the, the main thing, especially on... You know, upper levels of floors, it gets hot upstairs and things like that. So just finding those those issues before they happen is is, is a great idea. And, so. I, too, if I was a commercial building owner, that's a lot of people. And, you know, if, when you guys are prioritizing the, <laughs> the value you provide to a building where there's a ton of people and that building has a maintenance contract, you're, you're providing a service to a bunch of people. And that would be another reason why commercial people should strongly think about doing this. There's so many people affected when mm -hmm. it's not working properly. Absolutely. So, yep. I, I suppose a company as big as yours and as in business for as many years as yours probably has some customers that are repeat customers for years and years. Is that the case? Absolutely. Yep. We've got customers who every time I go out to their house, they just say they're, they love John Henry's and that they, they just love the service that we provide and everything like that. Um, I like being able to go to houses where I've where seen met that customer. Exactly. Yeah. Like an old friend or something yeah, exactly. after 10 I, years. <laughs> yep. Yep. I've actually told people, well, I've been out to your house three or four times now. I feel like I can invite you over for Thanksgiving. <laughs> so <laughs> stuff, things like that just is fun to find it, kind of follow the system, see how their system is kind of going along year after year, see how their family's doing year after year. The, it's the good puppy to, grew up. Yeah. 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 It's cool to see that. So. Right. Well, cool. That's the fun part of, you know, Lincoln still has that small town aspect. Sure. The, the vendors remember you. They remember your house. And it's helpful if you, it, it's nice when you have, I should say, the same technician working on your equipment all yeah, the time. Yeah. I like so it So that when... there isn't any, they know right where it's located. They know right what the problems have been, or at least they 
probably at least have some notes about it, and, and they'll probably remember a lot of those things. It's not, not such a random experience. No. So, yeah. That's nice. Well, thanks a lot for coming in, Brandon. Um, stay safe out there this icy weekend, and thanks for coming and sharing what you have over there at John Henry's. Yeah, will do. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. So if you guys do have any questions, you can give John Henry's a call, at, or is that... No, go right ahead. Yeah, give us a phone the website. Uh, why don't you give them your website and your phone number, and I love it when you guys say your phone number. You, yep. don't, you don't have to sing it, though. <laughs> 402-435-5555 or jhlincoln.com. Great. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> Coming up next, whether or not to downsize your house. Some factors you may not have thought of before. We'll be right back. Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. 5034 Old Cheney Road, Cloud 9 Smoke Shop is open. Boy, we seem to have one of those on every block, Dave. They are all over the place, those uh, smoke shops. Yes, absolutely. Hey, this segment is possible today because of Christensen Hearing Analytics, Lincoln Airport Authority, and Charter Title. We want to talk about whether or not to downsize your home um, in the studio. We have Roger Frank with us from Frank Financial Concepts. How are you doing this snowy week, Roger? I am surviving the snow, absolutely. You, Good to see you guys. You picked the wrong week to not to not go to Scottsdale office, uh, right? I think, I think you're exactly right. I think I should be in Scottsdale. You missed, the, you missed out on that. Well, talk to us about making a yeah. decision about downsizing your home or not, and maybe factors people don't normally yeah. think about. Yeah, this this particular week uh, topic uh, was brought on because I had a conversation with a client. Uh, they downsized a few years ago to a smaller retirement community, and now they're actually thinking about going back to a bigger house. Uh, they have some dogs, and they would like to have a little yard versus no yard. Mm, uh, that pets. was part of the reasons, but... Mm. You know, I, I think that's the big question is, is what is that right answer? And I, and I think you have to start out with what's the right fit for you. Well, it seems like a couple questions would be, A, where are the tax ramifications? And yeah. B, whether or not a mortgage on a different home is higher or lower. Yeah. Than, yeah. You know, if you've got everything paid off, you'd be surprised how much money you might be getting into with a new home. Yeah, you know, as a financial planner, I, I would really like to see clients debt-free before retiring. But sometimes that isn't realistic if your home isn't paid off, though, um, you know, have you considered how much money is going towards that home? What's your monthly mortgage? What's the percentage of your gross income that's devoted to that mortgage payments? When you move to a smaller home, your mortgage expenses hopefully will lessen or maybe even disappear if you can pay it off and pay in cash. So therefore, I think your cash flow may increase because of that, too. Yeah, and sometimes when people start this buying and selling process, they don't think about the property tax ramifications yeah. that you have. Yeah, property taxes is a, in a, is a big deal, especially here in Nebraska where property taxes are extremely high. But I think if you do move to a smaller home and you're able to pay for it with cash, you know, you're going to cut your tax liability, hopefully uh, some with the smaller home. And then a smaller home, maybe in your state or region with a lower income taxes, maybe you want to live or look at living outside of Nebraska where it's a lower cost of living, too. Okay, I have to give you a hard time because we're Grow Lincoln, not Shrink Lincoln, Roger. We are Grow Lincoln, that's right. <laughs> but seriously, some people do 
they 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 really have to look at this when they yeah. retire in Nebraska because of the the income that they have to retire on. They do have to consider moving to another state. Yeah, and rightly so. Uh, you know, cost of living is a big consideration when you're right. retired. Uh, you know, but one thing that you might look at is if your home has equity, maybe you want to conser- convert some of that into retirement income. If you're re- forced to retire early because of, say, corporate downsizing, uh, maybe you might have a sudden need or pressing need for retirement capital. So tapping that home equity might make sense. Why don't you kind of briefly explain all of what you mean there when you say that? Yeah, so, you know, when we downsize, we're looking at it uh, in in some ways your lifestyle. Uh, Maybe your home is, is too much to keep up. Maybe you don't want to climb those stairs anymore. Uh, maybe you want to purchase a condo or uh, live in a 55 community plus. Maybe those appeals to you. Maybe you want to uh, be where uh, where it doesn't snow like it did this week here in Lincoln. On the other hand, you may want to stay close to your current location because you have family and friends that live close by, and you just don't want to give that up. Yeah, I think that I think that's a, a big consideration for a lot of people is, is having. Family, family support yeah. fam- and it's the support issue because yeah when you things start not going well you'd like to have somebody there that you trust yeah absolutely you know? yeah you know another thing uh people that want to retire uh and and maybe sell their home uh but maybe it's more wiser to sell a home and then retire first in other words sell your home first and then retire if the real estate market slows you know, Robin, you had mentioned uh, something about uh, what happens, uh, you know, if you sell before the real estate market slows and then retire. Well, I mean, that would be ideal. I, I think if you can pick the right time and sell your house at the peak, uh, that that would be perfect. But a lot you of might, times you might want to wait the cycle out if you have a choice about waiting. Yeah. If you sell sooner instead of later, though, you can always rent, uh, maybe find a smaller home uh, down the road and you can save those uh, dollars on your mortgage over time or have no mortgage at all. So run the numbers, uh, try to run them as accurately as what you think it might look like. Downsizing always seems to have a hidden cost or two. Property taxes, as you mentioned, Dave, uh, for many retirees, it can open the door to some long-term savings and uh, using that money for income if needed. Thanks a lot, Roger, for coming Thanks, in. Thanks, Roger. Great, You're welcome. great advice again. Roger Frank is a registered representative of and securities offered through Bertha Fisher and Company Financial Services, Inc., BFCFS member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through BFC Planning, Inc. Frank Financial Concepts, BFCFS, and BFC Planning, Inc. are independent entities. I am a client of Roger, and I am not being compensated. Robin? Who do we have coming up next? Coming up next, Christina Henricks will be in. She is the president and CEO of Tabitha about a new project that they are working on not too far from Broadcast House. Very innovative and creative idea. We'll be right back with that. Economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Out at the Trade Center, which is along Nebraska Parkway, which is the former high, Nebraska Highway 2. Well, I still have a hard <laughs> We're time. We're all struggling. Um, a new, new business, all about mama. Gently loved maternity and nursing clothing. A portion of all of their sales is, do, is donated to postpartum.net, Nebraska chapter. Well, that's nice, Robin. Uh, this segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing. Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, 
and Baylor, Evnen, Wolf, and Tannehill Law Firm. We wanted to have one of the broadcast house advertisers come in because we have noticed in particular one construction project of many that they are doing, which is very close to here. (laughs) And uh, our listeners know that we know what's going on there because I talk about them all the time because I pull all the building permits. Oh, yeah, we've brought it up, but we wanted to hear a a little more about it. We've got Christina Henricks here. She's the president and CEO at Um, of Tabitha, and we want to find out about the services that they offer and their building projects. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. First talk about, explain the the scope of services. Sure. Thank you. Well, at Tabitha, we empower people to live joyfully and age gratefully. And so we are privileged to serve seniors and their families throughout what we call a continuum. And essentially what that means is Tabitha has uh, the opportunity to engage with people when they need a little care through our Meals on Wheels program that serves about 500 Lincolnites every day, every single day, including days like yesterday or the day before, whatever it was. Which had to be a tough day. Horrible. It was a very tough day, but we got it done. Um, to and through hospice, so end of life. So at the corner of 48th and Randolph, which uh, people are most familiar with us, we provide short-term rehab, long-term care, assisted living. And of course, that's where our Meals on Wheels program goes out. But Mm -hmm. we have uh, services across uh, about 27 counties in Nebraska, which people are surprised about. 27. Yeah, so we do a lot of care in the rural areas. That's through our home care and hospice primarily. But we do have other communities that we serve uh, seniors and their families in in Grand Island and Crete and um, and supportive offices in a number of other counties. How many buildings do you own or lease and where are they? So here in Lincoln, our main campus is, as I mentioned, at 48th and Randolph, but we extend, um, we own most of the property to the north of that in that next block and some property to the south of that as well. And then we also lease um, two communities out in Williamsburg and those communities uh, provide long-term care and short-term rehab as well. And then outside of Lincoln, we have communities in Crete, Nebraska and a very large just opened uh, community in Grand Island, Nebraska. How many employees does it take to do all of those? It takes a lot of team members and even more volunteers. So we have about a thousand uh, employees. Yeah. And um, and then we have more than that. We have about 1,200 active volunteers who help us do our work. And Meals wow. on Wheels is a big part of that. Oh, it's, I know the realtors, which we are realtors, they, I think, help out with the lunches. And, they do. We're grateful. Like yeah. Absolutely. Okay. The, the, the project that has really been notable has been the new one over near 48th and Randolph, which involves nursing students. Tell us a little bit about that. We're very excited about that. It is uh, known, has been known up to date uh, as our intergenerational community. It is now officially named uh, Sage Living by Tabitha. Sage Living. Sage Living. So you'll start to hear that more and more. This is a community that will be 128 apartments and about 100 plus of those will be occupied by we say 55 plus, but it's largely probably 75 plus right. year old seniors. And uh, so far, we have about 17 of those that are already rented. And uh, many of those are couples, which we're very excited about. That was going to be my question. What was the what was the split between single uh 
people and then couples in there. So yes. quite a few couples. Yeah, huh? a lot that's, of couples initially. Yeah, it is interesting. Even for us, we thought, I think we thought, and of course, we've got a number of apartments still to fill. So, it, you know, time will tell. But um, 25 or so of those units will be occupied by students. As you mentioned, we have invited the Bryan College of Health Sciences to be our partner in this. And what that means is Bryan College of Health Sciences, just up the road from us and up the road from you, uh, they have a growing program in health sciences, you know, largely nursing, but there are other programs as well. And they do not provide uh, or have access to student housing on or around their campus where they're, where they're uh, college resides. And so when the idea came to us about this intergenerational living, it made sense for us to first approach them to see if they would have interest in inspiring their students to consider this kind of living. They gave access to us to um, to survey their their students to say, would you have interest in living, oh, you know, in a setting like this? So this has been something that's been in the works since about 2018, you guys. So this wow. has been a long time coming. Wow. This is a community that was inspired by a couple of key components. One, we even pre-COVID, uh, we were our, uh, very aware that loneliness and isolation, particularly in the aging, is a real mental health issue. Mm-hmm. You know, people yes. who live alone, um, and we, we tend to do that. We think in our heads, I want to stay in my home forever, right? I never want to move. We say that out loud. We say that to our kids, never move me. But what we imagine in our heads is that busy activity, that love, that, you know, families and friends visiting, going out to dinner and all of that. That's what we think of when we think of staying at home. But the reality for those, particularly those who are widowed and whose families have moved away, is they are sitting in their homes very lonely and very isolated. And that has a negative impact on our health and well-being in many ways. So that's one of the primary things that really inspired uh, the forethought of this community. One of the other things is our community is in need of moderate income housing for seniors. So there's a lot of independent living options that are more on the higher end from an yes. income perspective. Right. Yes. But the real demand is those who kind of live in the middle. Yes, the um, missing middle. The missing middle, exactly. Yes. And that's exactly. been a struggle for our entire, you know, for post-acute health care or long-term care in general is finding solutions for that. So we felt like this was a unique, innovative way that we could potentially find a solution for that. And there's no model for this in the nation? You guys just came up with this? So there are some varieties, but there is, as far as we know, there's nothing exactly like what we're doing. And that is this um, relationship specifically with nursing students. Wow. And we targeted them intentionally because we also want to focus on workforce. You hear a lot of conversation about the shortage of workforce yes, in healthcare, right. which is very real pain point. And so we think by having students live with and among older adults and realize the value and wisdom that comes with that, you know, getting older, that they may be inspired to work in our field in the long-term care and aging services field. It could be a feeder for you. Yes. Absolutely. Excellent stuff. I, That's this very is interesting. fascinating. And we are like almost out of time, right? Yeah, we are, unfortunately. Oh, this is so good. We need to have you on again some other time. We need to have you back. I, mean, <laughs> I talk a lot. I mean, there's so many, because I know you're doing other construction projects and we didn't even scratch the surface, but you've been listening to Christina Henricks from um, Tabitha about their new construction project over near 48th and Randolph. You can get on the Tabitha website and contact her for more information about that, especially if you're a potential nursing student. 
Yep. They'd Thanks love, again. Great, great information. Thanks a lot for coming Thanks in. Thanks for having and me. Yeah. Wow. Kudos to you for what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you. Coming up next, businesses opening, closing, and moving around. A little mix of retail news and restaurant news. We'll be right back. This city is my city, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. I was born and raised here. I got it made And if I have my way, I'm going to stay. Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Robin Eshelman of Eshelman Commercial Real Estate with you today. And Dave Albers of the Albers Company. And this segment is possible today because of Realtors Association of Lincoln, Sarder Heyman Jewelers, and Lincoln Electric System. Down at South 48th Street in Nebraska Parkway, Old Highway 2. See, I'm getting good at this. <laughs> it's this particular building is actually a little bit closer to uh, Old Cheney. It's about three, a little bit south of yeah, the highway. Yeah, south of the highway there. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a new women's care, or excuse me, they're going to renovate a women's care center there and add some counseling areas. One hundred and fifty thousand dollars, Robin. Remodeling costs have gone up. Have you noticed? Yeah. Ah! Dramatically. Um, downtown, a lot of news downtown today in the downtown Haymarket, Antelope Valley area. 1125 Q Street, that is the new high-rise lead place, um, which is mostly condos. Yeah, and uh, as some of our listeners know, uh, there's going to be another potential building that's going to surpass it in terms of height. Yeah, another one coming that's supposed to be even taller, and we'll, I think, get to that in a minute if we have time. But this, this one... This particular space, there's going to be a new restaurant, isn't there, Rob? Yeah, it's called Aragon, and you just saw a building permit a million. One million dollars. For that. And Aragon is part of that uh, family of Piedmontese beef, yeah. um, the, which is the restaurant in the, in the gift shop down on first floor up on North... 84th and uh, Holdridge? Is that, is that right? North, uh, no. North, north For, of further, Havelock? Further north than that, it's really, I think a lot of people, if they don't already know the building. No, it it's is, further north than Holdridge. Yeah, it's a significant uh, building out there, but it's uh, out by the Lancaster Event Center. Yeah, on the other side of the street from Lancaster Event Center. Uh, yeah. Fine dining there. So they're going to, to do a restaurant in downtown Lincoln. Lincoln High School, major project going yeah, on at Lincoln is, High. This is a, uh, a significant project. Uh, it's uh, south of the annex for they're going to put in HVAC and window replacement and fire alarm and upgrade for the new lighting. And probably the big expense here is a well field. And they're that is interesting. This, yeah, they're doing this all over town. Geothermal. Yeah, and and and. All the new places, uh, the new facilities, are, they're trying to do this. It's just something that uh, Lincoln Public Schools is uh, trying real hard to be, you know, for lack of kind of green. And I wonder so. what the response is from the people in the building. Do they notice any sort of a difference or do they like geothermal just fine? You know, is, is, it, is it different? Yeah, I, you know, I don't know the answer to that. Be, that be would an be an interesting, interesting question, question for some, what, some of you who just, work there. Just 
for Do you a point of anything? reference, just for a point of reference, $7.3 million. Yeah, big building permit. Yeah. Lululemon closed down on North 14th Street, the retail store up at P. Well, it might still be open, but the, it was announced that it's going to be closing eventually here, which is kind of sad. But they did open a they opened a retail store at South Point Mall. So you can still get right. it. Right. Yeah. And I was surprised. I didn't know this originally. And I don't know if they have a have menswear at that store or not. But uh, apparently they've got quite a bit of menswear. Men's and women's clothing. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was predominantly women. I, w- I was wrong. Robin, we've got another one here that uh, uh, I think the Lincoln Journal Star may have brought up at one point in time. Yeah, there was an article recently, kind of some changes with Footloose and Fancy, um, which is located at, which has been located at 1219 P Street. They did a couple things. One, they moved to 1222 P Street, which is the former Swanson Russell building. And the second thing that they did was they closed their 70th and Pioneer's location and merged it with downtown. Interestingly, <laughs> last year, they got a liquor license granted to them. I thought that was kind of interesting. And you can also rent their store for parties. Really? Yeah, crazy. I wouldn't have thought of that. Uh, good for them. Uh, Cool's restaurant site. Uh, You've got some information. I wonder if uh, anybody remembers that. Cool's Restaurant. Oh, I do. That was a breakfast place at 10th and O many years ago. It's been closed for a long time. The building's been sitting there for years, um, awaiting someone to come along and remodel. I mean, there's a developer that's tried to do some things there, retrofitting that building, very expensive there didn't oh, we got somebody doing something. Yeah, yeah. There didn't seem to be a huge demand for retail there anymore. So this developer is particularly doing um, 70 apartments. And there will be a business center and a place for exercise at this site. So more apartments coming to 1030. You know what? Speaking of apartments, I heard a kind of an interesting some interesting statistics this week because not just in Lincoln, everybody's thinking how many more of these can we build like all over the country? Everybody's like building apartments everywhere, but they are still full nationwide. Apartments are 95% full nationwide. And that's kind of a magic number. And despite all the building rents still went up 7% last year. Yeah. Nationwide. Well, when, you when you have a whole lot of new apartments, just the mere fact that you've got new, new apartments that cost quite a bit more. So those... Rents, well, the fact that they are new right. contributes to the 7%. That's that's my point. Now, yes. one interesting thing they said, Vegas and Phoenix are bellwethers of change because they tend to overbuild first before anybody else overbuilds. And they're starting to see sharper moderation in prices. Um, but the rest of the country, still stable. There you go. Hey, Robin, uh, I saw a building permit for 5520 O Street. This is uh, where Wellbeing Initiative is located. They're demoing some existing walls and moving some electrical and HVAC. $80,000 building permit. 
I mostly bring this up because, you know, they're out doing good deeds. Yeah. So, Do you know a little bit about Wellbeing I, I, Initiative? I, why don't you t- tell our listeners I know a little bit because I did look it up uh, on the Internet. They are a counseling service, and we were honored to help them find their building to buy there at 55th and O Street a couple years ago. Well, Robin, we have to wrap it up. That's all for Grow Lincoln. Thanks a lot. And send us photos of businesses opening, closing, or relocating. We'll announce it. We'll answer your questions. Contact us on Facebook or Twitter. Mm-hmm.